from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. The call is free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Thanks for being with us. Chris is with us in Dallas, Texas, to start this hour. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. What's up? So... I'm a high school senior right now taking just kind of a personal finance class. And I was just wondering if you're concerned about how, you know, the national debt reaching $30 trillion and how that should affect just our overall personal finance strategy. Mm. Well, I'm sorry at, as a high school senior, you're having to worry about such things. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I've got a long history of fretting, and alternately being angry about the uh, national debt being out of control, mainly because it represents a Congress that's out of control, and we don't seem to have the backbone in the American people to vote the bozos out. So they keep spending like there's no tomorrow. And um, everybody's a little bit lazy about it, so it just keeps going and going and going. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's bothersome. It's... um, Obviously, there's a tipping point somewhere. Um, I will tell you that the uh, end of the world has been predicted as long as I can remember due to the national debt or due to whatever other boogeyman you want to come up with. And um, I actually read a book uh, when I was a little bit older than you called Bankruptcy 1984 that predicted that the national debt was going to hockey stick and the nation would collapse in 1984. Obviously, that was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There was another book that a friend of mine wrote called The Coming Economic Earthquake, predicting the exact same thing in the same decade. Mm, He was wrong. I had another friend of mine wrote a book about the end of the world due to Y2K. Do you know what that is, Chris? (laughs) Yes. Year 2000. Yeah, exactly. When the computers all turned over, the world was going to come down and the... uh, we were a little bit worried that the entire electric electronic grid would collapse and uh, a lot of people bought, bought water and bullets and uh, all kinds of things to get ready for the end times. And the uh, New Year's Eve came and went and nothing happened except three days later, the stock market went through the roof up. And so um, I just I, I, I have honestly, I'm not making fun completely, but I look back on all the things I've worried about and none of them have happened. So. Um, I think it's bad because I think it represents a lack of discipline on the American people's part and on our quote unquote representatives part. I think it's pitiful. It's outrageous. Uh, but does it affect my investing? Not a dime, not a dime. I don't sit and worry about it. I invest based on good long-term track records because the debt's been out of control as long as I've been alive. And, uh, so I've been investing and investing and investing. If it ever absolutely fell in on itself there's not anything you could have invested in except bullets that would protect you (laughs) so i wouldn't i wouldn't fret about it um and the next time someone you know comes to me and one of the other things i'll just as a side note for our listeners out there and for jade jade may not know this about me um it is one of the things i have vowed that when i get old i am not going to be one of those financial guys that writes an end times book (laughs) 
<laughs> because most people in my world, you know, we go along, we teach people yeah. to get wealthy, we teach them about all this, and then we get enough knowledge that this stuff starts concerning us, and so we write the end of the world book, uh-huh. and it's coming soon, usually when we get old. And I've just vowed I'm not, even if I'm tempted, I'm not going to write it. As a matter of fact, I've even told my publishing team to refuse to publish it if I did write it. So <laughs> if you have a moment, keep and a, me a lapse from making the mistake of doing it to myself. <laughs> burn, burn the manuscript. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it in the fire. <laughs> just it, it, it apparently um, takes more than a single president being a moron because we've had multiple. Mm-hmm, of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it takes more than than i think it takes to cr- collapse this thing called america yeah. and you know i i remember thinking that when x or y president got elected way back there mm-hmm. like before some of you were born that that was it that's a sign it's over yeah jesus is coming you know and he didn't and we didn't die and the nation survived the idiocy in the white house that's true and the lack of morality in the White House and the whatever in the White House. That, and, you know, we'll survive um, whatever we're going through right now. It's just we're That's more true. resilient than I than I think we think we are in the middle of the night when we wake up scared. That's a really good point, Dave. I do think that we're resilient as people and also as a nation. And a lot of this stuff is so cyclical. You know, the sky is falling and then somebody comes and does, you know, one or two things that are just, you know, whatever. And everybody does a big deep breath and then somebody else comes and they spend more and it's like, Oh, you know, I think all this stuff just goes in a big wheel. And, uh, you know, for your own peace, sometimes you just got to let it, let it remain external and not let it get into you so much. Yeah. And when you look back on it, you go, you know, it, I, it was, it was a lot bigger deal in my head. Yeah. I mean, you talk to somebody who lived during the great depression yeah that that was real yeah i I find in in moments like this when you just look back and go okay it it gives you a little bit of perspective to go okay this is this is not any crazier than any other moment in history you know what i mean yeah and and yeah i think the um you know what is different is access to conspiracy theories <laughs> facts yeah. it's the social the, media the internet i mean because it used to be you had to really work to find kooks that's right and now they are delivered to you because you've been looking at other kooks and so the algorithm sends you a whole list of kooks oh it'll just you put know, it up in you your got, feed you don't got yeah. stuck in the kooky algorithm and you're going to get <laughs> lit up with kooks and so right. you know if you think the world's coming to an end and you type that in about three times yeah. you're going to have a lot of incoming end time stuff showing up on your desktop and yeah. all of a sudden you're going to start to believe the dead gum world's coming to an end and it's the same thing as you know again when i started all of this a million years ago we didn't have the inputs you know the, the moral of the story is there is a moral to the story we're going to finally get there watch your inputs that's so good dave you know you become what you consume and who you hang around with yep. so are you watching the news 24 7 right you're going to be pissed off all the time because it used to just be that it was fox news msnbc and you go you know it used, I used to, to be walter cronkite and you had to wait till <laughs> six o'clock well then that, there's that that too. was it and then you got 24 7 24 7 and then you got 24 7 both sides of the political spectrum yep uh yelling at each other yep and um, now you got youtube instagram and all and it's not yeah. even it's not even real news outlets anymore no, it's, it's just not, it's, it's not, just biff it's not, it's not telling real, you it's not even real yeah. news the stuff that we call news now, we used to call tabloid. 
Oh, true that. I well, mean, I can go on there and make news and somebody listen to me. Well, there you go. You cause cause a little cause a little ruckus. Sir. I might have to. Just Only I'll tell you ruckus. the truth. I won't be out here telling you fake news. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. There's been consistent focus on and funding for traditional subjects in the world of education, like math and science, but there's been a consistent lack of focus on common sense stuff like personal finance education in the classroom. Uh, kids have to memorize the periodic table, but they can't balance a checkbook. Ooh. They don't know how to stay out of debt. The Financial Literacy Crisis in America 2023 report focuses on the lack of personal finance education in America. However, uh, we come to the rescue with Ramsey Solutions Foundations in Personal Finance taught now in 48% of the high schools. But here's what the key findings of this report said. 88% of U.S. adults said high school did not leave them fully prepared. Three in four U.S. adults said the years after high school, they often or sometimes felt stressed because of money, lack of knowledge. Mm. Well, that's just everybody. Yeah, that is everybody. <laughs> you didn't need to spend a bunch of money on that research. All you got to do is talk to about four people, and you can figure out that we're not taught this stuff in school anymore. Mm-hmm. From the first time I wrote the little blue version of Financial Peace, and I carried it around the trunk of my car, one of the first times I ever set it out on a table after I spoke, and I went back to work the book table and mm-hmm. sell my little book for $12, from then on, people would come back there and go, you know, they should teach this stuff in schools. Uh-huh. It's come up from day one of me starting this stuff 30 years ago. And so we are. And guess what? This month is Financial Literacy Month. Woohoo! Hey, hey. Love it. And to do that, uh, to celebrate that, we're going to honor a bunch of teachers. And uh, so what we're going to be doing in this process is we have the Ramsey Teacher Appreciation Giveaway, sponsored by the Army National Guard. We think teachers are heroes. As a matter of fact, we're downright sure of it. So one teacher, no purchase necessary, will win a $5,000 vacation. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. Because you need a vacation, I'm telling you. And two more teachers are going to win a $3,000 vacation of their choosing. You can go wherever you want to go. We're going to fund it, uh, along with help from our friends at the Army National Guard. So uh, way to go, teachers. So the giveaway ends April 30th. No purchases necessary, but you've got to be a teacher to register. Or if you register and you're not a teacher, you're not going to get it. So there you go. Get your name in the running. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash teacher. Tell teachers you know to come and register to RamseySolutions.com slash teacher because we are definitely giving somebody a sweet vacation. That's what we want to do there. That's nice. And they get to choose where they want to go, too. It's not like all expenses paid to... Some some place in, some in the Caribbean thing that I got you a never... discount on. Yeah, that's no, no, didn't happen. Just $5,000, real dollars, and we're going to give you that exact amount, and you're going to go towards 
your a place of your choosing. Dale is with us in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Dale. How are you? Doing good. Hey, I had a question about using land um, as a down payment and what your on that. Uh, help help me right walk now. me through so a down payment for what? A house. So when I talked to Churchill Mortgage, they said that we could use the land, our five acres. It's free and clear um, as a collect, like as our down payment. Oh, okay. Absolutely. And actually, you don't have a choice. Oh, okay. You, you, you have uh-huh. to. You have to. Because here's how it works, all right? You're going to take out a construction loan, and they're going to take a lien against the property that the house is being built on, which happens to be this land. So now the land okay. is wrapped into the deal immediately. And when the construction is finished and the construction loan has fully funded the building of the property, you will be, you will then put in place what's called a takeout loan. A You're going to take out the construction loan with the permanent mortgage uh, that pays off the construction loan uh, and is in the amount of the construction loan. And guess what? The equity, the total house will be worth X, which includes the land. And you end up with just the mortgage at the end of the story. And so it has worked its way into becoming the down payment because it's in your equity at that point. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's already more equitable. Is that Mm, what you're saying? (laughs) No, I'm saying that, okay, okay, the 5,000 or the five acres is worth what? Um, About 70,000. Okay. And what are you going to spend on the build? Um, Probably about 200. Okay. And that two hundred is probably going to be worth two fifty actual appraisal when you complete it because you're building it, right? Okay. And right. so you're going to have two seventy in the property, or I'm sorry, no, you're going to have a mortgage of two hundred, but you're going to have a value of um, two fifty uh, of about three twenty. The equity is the difference. So you'll actually only oh, have okay. 200 200,000 in the whole package when you're done. But mm-hmm. because the 70 acres is paid for and because you're building it for less than appraisal, I'm sure, I'm sure you're not paying full appraisal to build a property, uh, you're going to end up <laughs> with about a $320,000 property that you only owe 200 on. The difference is 70,000, that's called your equity. Okay. And All so, right, that makes sense. and so you see what happened is the land ended up being like a 70,000, the land and the better deal on the house ended up being like a $70,000 down payment. Okay. That's, and so like, we have some money set aside already, like for down payment. Should we, I mean, no, it's okay. Go ahead and put that down too. That could, just, that means you're just okay. going to borrow even less and have a larger equity, but you're gonna have less debt. Cause we want to get this house paid off as soon as possible. Okay. How much have you got to set no, aside? Not much. We just finished paying off debt, so only about 10000 right now. But I was just curious what your thoughts were on that. Is it above your emergency fund? Um, no, we have a different emergency fund. Yeah. We have fifteen in emergency fund. Okay. So you have your emergency fund plus 10000 So, yeah, put the 10000 or any other money you can scrape together while you're building, and that makes you end up with less than a $200,000 mortgage, thus more equity equity dale is value of the property the whole property minus what you owe that's your equity that's what you call that at what point dave let me let me take this question one point further because so we're talking about a two hundred thousand dollar loan 70k for the land is there a ratio land to home value that you would say hey that land is not gonna i want you to put cash with that 
Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're you're uh, unless you're on a huge tract of land, mm-hmm. uh, and five acres is not unless mm-hmm. you're on like three hundred acres or something, or, or in a very expensive tract of land, um, uh, an unusual property. You, you wouldn't. Uh, a good rule of thumb in the building world is don't let your lot be more than about twenty percent of the total picture. Interesting. Okay, That's and a good so rule of thumb. and so if you had a half a million dollar project mm-hmm. total, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't want your lot to be more than a hundred thousand. That's good. Twenty percent of that, and so um, and she's she's right around twenty percent yeah. is where she ends up. So it, it, again, it ends if the lot's paid for, it ends up having the net effect to her question of having put down twenty percent, right? Because her mortgage is she's going to have more than a twenty percent. Are, are, are less than an 80% loan to value, mm-hmm. more than 20% equity. So she's going to avoid PMI, mm-hmm. private mortgage insurance. It's the same rule that we would say for any a, other a normal regular purchase, purchase. But this involves a, comp- a construction loan with a permanent mortgage as a takeout. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's very, very good. And it's a very standard transaction. There's nothing to be afraid of here. That's a very normal process. Mm-hmm. The construction uh, loan will not increase except as you pay the builder and the builder will not get paid unless they meet certain milestones they'll get a certain amount at the foundation they'll get another certain amount when they finish the framing they'll get another certain amount when the roofing goes on when the rough end is done on the mechanicals and so there's about five in a typical construction there's about five break points as the construction goes along they'll issue a little bit more a little Mm -hmm. bit more put you a little bit more in debt but the house is a little bit more higher percentage of completion Sure. And so it, it's doled out to the builder, and it's very standardized. It's very careful. They, they, you know, they're not going to do it unless they can prove that the framing package is up. Yeah. You know, you, builder doesn't get draws on something that hasn't happened. In other words, and, I like that. Uh, so, and then you don't end up in a in a pinch. So uh, that, that's where we're going. That's a really good question, Dale. It is. Thing a lot of people are looking at right now in this world today. So very fun. Very fun. Love it, love it, love it. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Thanks for joining us, America. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. If you're new to all this Ramsey stuff, and we know some of you are, a bunch of you are, based on our increase in ratings, our increase in rankings recently, um, one way to find out what in the flip we're talking about is go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out exactly where you are and what your next best steps are. And we'll plug you into your plan, your journey, 
and you'll start learning some of the lingo from around here, some of the vernacular. And we'll show you how to go win with this. We literally have shown millions how. Click Get Started. It's free at RamseySolutions.com. Brad's in Denver. Hey, Brad, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for making my uh, making time to make uh, take my call. Sure. How can we help? Um, well, thank you so much. I uh, my question is is um, I've got about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash. Wow. In the bank. And, um, where'd you what, get that? What, uh, <laughs> well, we, uh, we actually saved a lot of it and part of it was inheritance as well. So, um, the, the, the big thing for me is I've been listening for year for years and I know that you said, Hey, take it slow and really educate yourself on, you know, what you want to do with the money. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've scheduled, uh, an appointment with one year investor pro, Mm-hmm. Uh, investors here locally, but I also, my wife and I have been wanting to start a business of our own in commercial real estate, specifically in self storage. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to use all of it. I just want to use a certain percentage of it as part of the diversification strategy. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it in investments. And so I just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, the best way of how to, I guess, diversify that amount of money. Okay. How long have you had this inheritance? Like, when did you receive it? Um, about two years ago. Okay, so you've sat on it for a while. So yep. um, tell me about the self-storage thing. Um, so my family, um, my parents uh, had their own business and um, actually had um, some commercial buildings um, that they operated. Mm-hmm. And probably about 10 years ago, they handed it over to uh, the kids including myself, my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually a 30, 33% owner in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so learned a lot about commercial real estate in that, but mm-hmm. we're very conservative. We, we just kind of keep that separate. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the buildings that we had, um, we sold. And so part of the proceeds, we as kids got distributions from that. And that was really kind of just um, an opportunity for us to, or at least my dad's heart was, hey, it, this can help you accelerate your retirement strategy in your yeah, plan. Yeah. Okay. But I haven't moved forward with it because I don't want to. <laughs> okay. So, but but as far as doing here. mini storage or self storage, what yeah. what what price range are you looking at of property? Well, the big thing I was thinking of is an RV boat storage facility. So you know, just understanding, you know, if it's a couple acres, maybe worth uh, a half a million to maybe a million dollars, I'm still doing research. But mm-hmm. I think the thought is, is that if, if you can put about 65 units on one acre of land, um, where it generates maybe about $100,000, maybe $150,000 of gross revenue, you know, after expenses, I think the net operating income that we've kind of looked at mm-hmm. would probably be half of that. Um, and so, you know, part of it is kind of the strategy and the thought of so you're talking about buying a piece of property with debt. Yeah. Either acquire one or actually, um, buy a piece of land and then build it up from there. Okay. All right. Well, I, um, own a bunch of commercial real estate. I own a bunch of residential real estate. I don't borrow money. You probably knew that though, didn't you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So I'm not going to instruct you as a method of building wealth to take half of your 650000 or half of your 700000 and put it into a down payment. 
No, I would not do that. Um, I would pay cash for the property. Uh, I'm a fan of self-storage. Uh, the, the cash, uh, the cash on cash returns on it are astronomical, uh, a little higher hassle factor than a lot of rentals and certainly a lot of commercial property, but, um, you basically got to have somebody running it as you know, in most cases, um, or have some pretty incredible technology, one of the two, um, and we've looked at both, um, looked at a couple of those deals for ourselves, as a matter of fact, but we pay cash for investments, Brad. So, um, that's going to change the discussion here. Because uh, uh, I'm not going to tell you to go into debt to do this, because as you know, things don't always work the way they work when you lay them out on paper. That's true. I mean, he talked about splitting up the money and doing some towards investments and some on the storage. I wonder if he just said, "I'm going to go all in on the storage and find some, you know, find a piece that's half a million. He said half a million to a million, so maybe if he can find the one that's half a million, yeah, he can pay cash, pay cash, and then put seven hundred thousand. I mean, put the other, you know. Yeah. Put 100000 in improvements and then uh-huh. 100000 in mutual funds and then just take your cash flows and let's let's build that cash back up with the cash flows. Yeah. That's not a bad idea there, no. um, uh, especially since you're dealing with – if you're dealing with boat and RV storage, uh, you're not dealing with a ton of improvements usually. It's just that's a true. chain link fence. I mean, yeah. You know, so, um, but, yeah, I, th- that's probably the angle I would end up going here, Brad, because I'm going to have to figure out a way to do the – the type of deal that I want to do, but do it with all cash. I don't borrow money, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to tell you to do something I wouldn't do. That's also going to make his 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 um, revenue and what he he's earning off of that because he said gross he'd pull in about 150, and then he'd keep half of it. Well, so if he's not having to if he's not mortgaging any, if you're not, of it having, or having, yeah, if you're not having to service yeah. the debt, it obviously increases your cash more. flow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Good point. All right, Anselm is with us in San Jose. Hey, Anselm, how are you? Doing all right. Thank Good. you. Good. How can we help? Um, I've been just trying to figure out like the whole investment process. Um, and kind of, I'm kind of in the process of the, uh, you know, investing 15% of, uh, income and, or trying to buy a house. I live in the, you know, one of the most expensive places in the United States. Yes, you do. So even a decent house is like a million dollars plus. Mm-hmm. So, um, How old are you? Should I? In, uh, 29. What do you make? Uh, in, uh, well, it keeps increasing kind of a lot. Last year was uh, about 144. And this year's uh, about, I'm going to guess, about 170, 180. Good. Good for you. Um, what do you do? Accounting, revenue. Excellent. So okay. what's the question exactly? Um. Well... I'm I'm able to save, you know, a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, down payment, uh, is, is a, is a lot. Yeah. Um, and, um, are you I just discouraged? Cause it's like, going to take you a while. I, yeah. It's, it's like, it could take five years. Um, I maybe could reduce it by a year if I invest less. It's, do you have a family? Um, it's just you. Uh, it's me and my wife. You and your wife. Um, what yeah. dish and then so the um, one seventy is that including her income or is that just yours? That's basically just mine. Okay, well, what um, does she make? She she uh, is potentially going to make around one forty if she can get a nursing job. So she's not working um, yet. Currently, not working yet. Yeah. All right. Is she just finishing nursing school? Yeah, she just finished. 
Dude, she can get a nursing job in about 20 in two minutes. Seconds, yeah. She passes her board. She's <laughs> going to be employed as soon as she wants to be. Now you got a $300,000, $350,000 household income. Shut up and save yes, a down payment. Save it up. It's just the two of you guys, and it's going to take some time. You're not going to get, you know, you're not going to be done in six months. It might take a little bit, you know, it's going to take longer. But here's the thing you want the house. So the time is going to pass right. anyway. So just start saving up, start cutting expenses. And you might have to kind of, depending on how quickly you want this to go, you can decide how intense you want to get with this. Yeah. I mean, you can go scorched earth or you can just go la da you know, and, and make it a stroll in the park and it's going to take you five years. Yeah. I mean, you can make it take you 10 years, yeah. but you can make it take you just a couple of years too. You guys are making bank. Yes, you're yeah. an expensive market, but you also have two excellent careers. You're doing a great job of earning and now what you're facing is, oh, we want to do big girl and big boy stuff like uh-huh. buy houses instead of play. Oh, we have to stop the playing so we can do that. Oh, there it is. This there it is. is the Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Madeline's with us in St. Louis. Hi, Madeline. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? I am losing faith. Um, Excuse me. I just feel like this is never going to end. This debt is so big. Mm. And and I'm just, I'm frustrated. And I want to do a debt-free scream so bad. And it just, it feels like it will never come. How can I keep going? Mm. How long you been in this, Madeline? Uh, well, off and on for like five years, but we've been gazelle this whole year. We have decreased our debt by eighty thousand this year. Way to go! But it feels eighty thousand like in one year. We, my husband, we had saved a bunch. My husband had a great paying job. We've been working hard, both of us. But I just don't know that I can do this for another two years potentially. Hmm. How much debt have you got left? We have two hundred and twenty-one thousand in student loans and a hundred and twenty thousand on our mortgage. Okay, your mortgage is not in the intense side, That's so right. you got the two twenty-one to deal with. What do you guys make? You currently have two twenty-one in student loans. I do mine alone. We paid off my husband's this year, just last month, actually. Very good. What do you, What do y'all do for a living? I'm a chiropractor. I'm self-employed, and he's a nurse. So, what's your household income? Last year, we um, grossed about 250 What will you make this year? He is in between jobs, and so and my income fluctuates, and that's the hardest part. Wait a minute. Why is he in between jobs? He's a nurse. He, um, he, they did away with his one job that was very well-paying, so now he's waiting to hear for another job that is a local travel so that he can be home every night. With How us, long has he been waiting? Um, he just applied this past week. He accepted a position. He's waiting for a religious exemption to go through so he does not have to get vaccinated. Mm. How long has he been waiting? Um, two days. How long has he been out of work? He's not currently out of work. He's working weekends part-time right now until he gets this full-time. I was going to say, so, okay, so the facts are that he hasn't lost much income. No. Okay. So the facts are you guys are going to make 300K this year. Mm-hmm. We hope to. No. There's no reason you shouldn't. No. No. You are. Okay. Yeah. You can't let, all, you know, the, all these ifs, ands, and buts. The, the fact is you got a job, and of course your income fluctuates. You're self employed. 
but that didn't change. And the fact is he's a nurse, which means he can get employed in about 30 seconds. And he just proved that. Yes. Yeah. So the fact is you're not in trouble at all. You got a stinking $300,000 potential income. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Way to go. And you've been, yeah. you said you've been gazelle intense for one year, right? Um, just this year, actually, just the last couple of months. Oh, so you're going to be right on track from the point of you getting gazelle intense. You're going to be right on track with everybody else who's, you know, debt free in 18 to 24 months. Okay. So I'm, I'm, um, a little bit confused or something that you're not telling us. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to know about the, she said they've been at this for, you know, I think you said four or five years, but you just got intense. I want to know about those years. What was going on with that? My husband. My husband just got on board this year. We we started financial peace at the okay, beginning but of the year. Stop, stop, stop a second. Here's what I'm struggling with, and you need to help me, okay? You make $300,000 a year. Your husband's got a new job, and you have 221 to go. You've just proven that you can do 80000 in what period of time? How long did that take? About four months. Good God. Yeah. Okay. So we just did 80000 in four months. And um, four months is not exactly I'm out of steam and I've lost hope. I don't understand where this, the tears and the, I'm not saying you shouldn't have them. I just don't understand where it's coming from. Why would you be hopeless? You should be like Rocky right now. You paid off $80,000. You make 300. You should be like doing a touchdown dance. I know. So what, where's all this, where's all this hopelessness come from? We had a kind of an unfair advantage. We sold our truck. We sold, we, we really just like went hard. As soon as we took the financial piece, we sold the truck. We had a little Good. in savings. That's what gave us. That's the, what you're supposed to do. I'm not saying you can maintain now, 80 of, over four months, but yeah. we know we can maintain 150 over a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you I make 300 like and you lived on 150, that'd be 150 towards debt in a year. Uh huh. Which you can do in your area. Yes. It feels like I'm giving my life to this, and I'm struggling. You are. better. Hey, you better. You are giving your life to it. $21,000 in debt. You better give your life to it. I know. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here it is. You're tired from before. You were tired from before trying to get your husband on board, and, and you're letting that make you tired now. But that was gone. That's in the past. And now you guys have a new lease on life. He's on board. He's on the plan. You did. You got intense. You paid off $80,000. And don't forget what I just told you. Now you're just like everybody else. You're on the 18 to 24 months plan. You can live on 150 and put the other 150 on your debt, and you're going to be out of this in no time. This is the walk. There's not an easy button to press, uh, Madeline. This is the walk. There is sacrifice. There is, you do feel tired. I, I can't, yeah. you can't wave a wand and get out of that part. But, um, but I think, there is real hope. Absolutely. I mean, if you can't be out of debt in 24 months, making 300 and you can't pay off a hundred a year, 150 a year for two years and be done in 24 months. Uh-huh. I, I mean, we, somebody needs to come smack you. You need to do this. This mm-hmm. is doable. The math is doable. This is not hopeless okay. at all. Mm-hmm. When you started this, I thought you were going to tell me you made 22000 a year and owed 400 me I didn't too. know this way it sounded. But this is not mm-hmm. hopeless at all. The math on this is easy. Yeah. But it's, I mean, yes, you're signing up for a pain in the butt 18 to 24, but at least you'll be free forever when you finish. Forever. Yes. You can do this. Okay. This is really, really doable. But I think Jade's right. Is she right? You're tired from before, not from now? Yes. 
Yeah, because this last go round, you yeah. hadn't done enough to be tired. Yeah, no, she was pulling him up the hill before. She was rolling a a, a, a pushing a mountain some, some up the hill. Some dead nurse yeah. weight. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what it was. But he's on board now. Hooray! You guys are you guys are yeah. finally doing the plan together. Yeah. Now, to the extent that he is not on board, or you're not sure he's on board, that would give me pause. Mm-hmm. I would be hopeless then. I would be crying then. Because if you got to drag him all the way through this, you you may not get through it. You've already figured that part out, right? I think it's just we. I know this is the beginning of a very long. You know, it feels the days feel so long. Yeah, how old are you? We're doing eighteen, thirty-one. Do you have kids? What were you doing when you were twenty-nine? Do you even remember? No. Okay, that's two years ago. Yeah. Two years in the scope of your life's not spit. Yes, it's going to be hard. But yes, it's going to be worth it. And yes, it's doable. And the time is going to pass anyway. And that's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you going to wake up a year and a half, two years from now, and you can wake up two years from now and be in the exact same spot you're in now or wake up two years from now and be finished? And that's where you need to put your mind. Imagine waking up two years from now, Madeline, having decided it's too hard. We're not going to do it. And you still got 221,000 more because it's student loans and the interest is going to come back and it's going to tally up so here's what's happening right this second jade and i can see this math and are more excited for you than you are for you yes right this second I know. and that's what we're trying to translate I... for you we're trying to zip some of that excitement over on your side of the aisle yeah because you need you need a little zip of that and we love you we want you to win yes you're signing up for two years of hard or if you don't do it you're signing up for 20 years of hard mm-hmm. yeah we're yelling at you because yeah. we know you can do it yes, and we don't is, want you to i can see tap it out. i can see it very clearly where you're going to be if you and your husband both stick with this you both do beans and rice rice and beans you stop the vacations and the eating out we have job one And that's evict this ugly old woman from your house named Sally May. She needs to go. She's got a ward on the end of her nose. She's a a squatter in the bedroom. She needs to go. We need to throw her on her can in the street. (laughs) That's where she needs to go. And it's war, baby. It's war. And you need to declare war and get energy out of that and kick that old woman out. You can do it. The numbers say you can do it. So put all the past tired behind you, embrace the 18 to 24 war, and get her done. You can do this. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.